Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, March 2, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, for one thing, at first blush, we have a very interesting situation on our hands. Again, we're focused on the downsloping trend line. And let's not forget, it really comes from the weekly chart. Here's a bird's eye view of it and what we said, and it stays true. As long as the market stays above the trend line, she's bullish. If she gets below the trend line, she's not. That's the way it is. From that standpoint, nothing has changed. What happened today? They came in for another pseudo touch or test of that trend line, and they had a nice rally away from it. Here's the takeaway. We're going to talk more about the trend line in a moment, but the takeaway is she knows about the trend line. The market knows, Mrs. Market knows, the five guys in the room know, the New World Order knows, the Illuminati knows. The tinfoil hat people know. The FOMC governors know about the trend line. We had some rogue FOMC guy come out today and say, hey, I support a 25 basis point hike. And the market took that as, hey, they're slowing down the raising or increasing of interest rates. Therefore, let's bounce the tape. That happened right around the trend line when you think about it. Now, did they touch the trend line or not? Now, that's the $100,000 question once again, and here's what I'll say. You bring up the weekly chart again, and I want you to focus on this, put this on a sticky note. I've done the best I can to connect the dots. The high plus the next pivot creates the trend line. Now, what happens if I'm off by one degree in this trend line? That's going to change the result down here by some amount that makes it look like they hit it, it didn't hit it, all that stuff. So you have to take it with a grain of salt, and you have to say, if visually around the trend line, did they touch it? It looks like they touched it. When you drill down to a five-minute chart, maybe they didn't, maybe they did. doesn't really matter. It's the concept of above or below the trend line. And here's the takeaway. They're holding the trend line. That's basically the bull case. The other stuff that's there is this convergence or almost convergence of moving averages, You have the 200, you have the 100 right underneath. As this starts to curl up or continues to rise a little bit each and every day, by next week it'll look like this trend line was hit as well, or the moving average, the 100 period, 100 day moving average. The volume was okay, but it was not a find a good low, take off to the upside, institutional participation conviction across the board. It was not that kind of day. It was that kind of day from a candle perspective. It was a nice reversal type candle. However, it wasn't on the volume that had a spike that spells, that smells, that shouts institutional participation. It was what we call an up day and bounce from within or around the trend line. The bull case is above the trend line. Put that on a sticky note. It should already be on one. Tomorrow's the end of the week. If the week closes above the trend line, whether it's lower or higher than we are now, what are we going to say? We're going to say the market pulled back into the trend line. The trend line held. It's a pullback in a continued uptrend on this weekly chart. 
The only way that changes is below the trend line. Now, we're going to take a little detour for a second, and we're going to extend the conversation on volume. Volume plays a role, but it's never an end-all, be-all. Sometimes it gives you an idea, an indication, conviction that a bottom or a top is being made, all that stuff. But in the middle of a zone, when there's not heavy volume, we're not using volume the same way you use it when there's tremendous volume. We talked today in the live room about how you do use volume from an intraday perspective, how you use it for an intraday trade. Can you use volume to coincide with a bottom or a top along with the other things that we teach in the course, Lazy E-mini Trader and things that are taught in here in these videos each and every night? And the answer is yes, and we had a discussion on that in the live room today. But I want to show you something else because I want to put something to bed. I get a lot of emails and there's a lot of comments under the videos from time to time about volume. And people have this idea, for whatever reason, wherever they got it from, the idea is, oh no, there's low volume, it's a bearish market because of the low volume. I don't have any idea where you or anybody else would have gotten that information, and I'm going to prove a point right here, right now. What you're looking at here is a different platform, a different chart. It's the SPY annual chart. Now, forget about the chart itself. Forget about the candlesticks. We're focused on the volume. We're focused down here with the volume. So check it out. We had a bottom that was made in 2009. The financial crisis, 2008 into 2009. Top was in 2007. The market has gone up to this point on what? On decreasing volume. The market has risen all the way up here on decreasing volume. Anybody that had it in their head that low volume is bearish for the market please exit it out of your head. What I say to the Inside the Numbers and Live Room members is that volume, when is light, the risk that it has is when a flood of volume comes into the market, the tape or price action price will move rapidly on heavy volume. Doesn't mean you know which way it's gonna go because there's light volume if a flood of volume comes in and it's on the sell side, tape's going to go down. If a flood of volume comes in and it's on the buy side, tape's going to go up. And it's going to go up rapidly. Case in point, intraday chart, five-minute chart, right here. Flood of volume, price rising because it was a buy program. Another flood of volume, a secondary program, and look what happened. The tape actually did go higher. Where did they go? To the target that we put on the board couple of hours earlier. We'll get to that in a few moments. Here's a wrap on the daily chart of the SPY. Bullish day, good close, close not on but near the highs. They didn't give up the gains. That's in the bullish camp having run some kind of a test again near the trend line. Maybe they hit it, maybe they didn't. It's subjective to the penny. On my chart, they came up about eight cents short. Could I be off by eight cents on my trend line? Absolutely. Quick gauge for tomorrow on Friday. If they're down anywhere near the trend line again, giving up the gains from today, that's going to be certainly a bearish signal. I'm not intending to be Captain Obvious, but just have that on a sticky note in your mind. If they're running another test of the trend line 
early tomorrow for some reason to be named later, that's generally speaking going to be a bearish signal. If they're opening higher than today's close, a gap higher open, the odds on that they finish the week on a positive note. There probably is and a likely is some economic data. They'll use the economic data 8.30 a.m. shuffle to goose the tape or drop the tape. It will be the excuse to pick a direction for Friday morning. Comes out at 8.30. We call that an awareness. What about inside the numbers? Let's check out what happened today. Let's see if we had A, a beat on the market. We know what we're talking about. And if we got into any trades or we didn't, and if we didn't, why was that? What happened today? A little bit of overnight selling. At one point, she was down pretty good. She was around our trend line. They hit the trend line early in the morning, put out a tweet on that note. Here's what your pre-market activity looked like relative to the trend line. And then once the market opened, they did not hit the trend line. So you could see there's a disparity here. You could see what's going on. They're playing games. They know about the trend line. There's no doubt in my mind. Look at this candle here at 810. Are you telling me they don't know about the trend line? Of course the market knows about the trend line. The market created the trend line, not me. We're going to skip around and I'm going to highlight a few important things. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. If it walks like a duck, talks like a duck. For us, it's a duck until proven otherwise. Today, Mr. Trendline, not Mrs. Market, but Mr. Trendline comes in around 392 and a quarter, give or take. The give or take happened today at 392.30, whatever. We have an early pivot, 393.15, put that on a sticky note real quick. We think better in pictures, 393.15 is a pivot, and therefore, above is bullish, below is not. They started below, they recaptured it, and they ran a couple of tests, and that was it. They never was seen again. There's your last test, and that was all she wrote. Above, and the bulls try and recapture 394 and higher. It's not that far away, but the numbers are the numbers. There's your 394. They tried to capture it. They were summarily rejected, and that's what brought on another test of the 393. See how that works? If you know your numbers, you build a range, you build zones, you understand what the market is trying to do when above one but below another, or below one but above another. This is what we do inside the numbers, in the live room, we talk it through all morning long. You'll see later there were higher stuff, we'll get to that as the day gets underway. This is all the zero dark 30 stuff long before the opening bell even rings. Now below the pivot, the door is open for Mrs. Trendline, or it should be Mr. Trendline, with an important number sitting around 392.07. Now let me decipher these numbers. The trend line today, in my opinion, came in at 392 and a quarter. I had a number slightly below looking for a spike of the trend line into a zone that began at 392.07. They didn't get there. The low today, and as you can see here, 392.33. Eight cents above where I believe the trend line was. Was it good enough or not? Here it looks like they hit it. They may have hit it. On the other chart, it doesn't look like they hit it. They hit it in the pre-market. Again, it's some subjectivity in here. At least looking back, the market believes that it hit and was successfully defended at that trend line. All right, fair enough. What else we got? Service announcement. There's no inside the numbers on Friday, March 3rd. That's tomorrow. Live room will be open Jordan will take the live room.
He'll do some option stuff. He'll talk about stuff that I don't normally talk about because it's way above my pay grade. Pre-market thieves already paid a visit to Mr. Trendline, and I was informed in the YouTube video in the comments section that they're not only pre-market thieves. Actually, this might have been on Twitter, but they're more like criminals, and I tend to agree with that. So we'll call them the pre-market thieves slash criminals already paid a visit to Mr. Trendline. Okay, fair enough. What do we got? The setup at 9 o'clock. We're less concerned with a morning pivot today. We're more concerned with Mr. Trendline. I thought they really needed to get a hit during the regular session. They didn't do that. Maybe they did. They didn't. And here we go again. It's somewhat subjective to the penny where said trendline comes in. No secrets here. I'm giving you everything I've got each and every day. Had a zone of support. Was a willing buyer with three hands down in that zone. They never got there. 394.20 to 394.95 is a zone on the other side that should be overhead resistance. And you see, it was. They didn't get up to the top end, but they came in the middle right here, overhead resistance, and they pulled back. That's precisely what should happen at overhead resistance. They stop going up, either pull back or go sideways, either way. Now watch this. Above 395 on candle closes, and the bulls are back for another leg higher. Again, long before the opening bell. We'll call 395 the bull pivot. Put that on a sticky note, remember it, and now get the visual. There is the lone trend line, 395, and think about what was put on the board early in the morning. That's the bull pivot. If they get above that, that's the bull case for a whole nother leg higher. And by the way, in the live room, this is what we talked about. 395 is the line in the sand. They start pushing above, closing candles above. That's a different market, quote unquote. What happened today? They got above. That was a different market, quote unquote. We're moving along. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. The net net is like yesterday where we got into a short trade right away, then we exited the short trade at the support price where we flipped it around and went long and we got two trades called it a double barrel trading opportunity. And it was. Today, they left me and others, plenty of others who were following me at the altar trying to buy the market down at the lows. They didn't give it to us. Trying to short the market a little bit higher at the gap. Those of you that were here this morning, remember we were waiting for the gap because they came up short at 394 first, 394.20, all that stuff. They just wouldn't let us in a trade that happens Sometimes you just have to accept the fact that Mrs. Market doesn't want you to participate today. Anybody that bought the market on the spike above and the ride above 395, they knew where to exit. You'll see that later in the notes. But I'm going to let you pause the video, read them, double check the work back on the charts. When we came back for the last comment in the afternoon session, here's what happened. Where's the prize today? The prize for the bulls would be around 398.35 if they can get there. Now, that's above 395. It's a different kind of tape. We think better in pictures. 398.35 was that prize. Don't confuse. This is important. Get your sticky notes back out. When I say prize, it's a target. A target is not always a short trade. I don't want you to have that misunderstanding. It can be. Sometimes it is. But a target is an exit on the way somewhere. It's not the same as we're shorting the tape or we're buying the tape at these prices. They don't necessarily have to be 
targets. It's not always a two-way trade. What about stocks on the move? We had an active morning with stocks on the move. They were a little wild today. PSTG, MP, and Box all hit their objectives, as did Snow. We'll go down the list one by one. The first one on was Pure Storage, getting a buzz cut at the opening bell. 24.38 was the number, the low here, 24.38. They bounce off of it. That trade is over if you were able to get an entry at that number. The rest is history. When it comes back down, that trade is over. They gave you well more than the minimum required base hit. What happened here, this high is 25.52. They gave you $1.12, $1.14 in a matter of minutes on a $24 stock. That's a pretty good pop. MP Materials, first number, second number. You see what happened here. The rest is history. The numbers work. That's the takeaway. Buzz cut at the open right into a support zone. Painting by the numbers. You buy the first, you buy the second, your average is in the middle, they give you the rocket ride, you go about your business. That's the way it works. Box, same routine, average is in the middle, find support at the second number, reverse, rocket ride, hand you the deal. Nice trade. Snow didn't work, kind of a shit burger, wasn't a disaster, but you could see the numbers didn't work. My numbers were incorrect today. This is going to happen. We're not going to win on every trade. We win on most of the trades. You have the full and complete awareness that some of them are going to A, be shit burgers, or B, just won't work. A-E-H-R, how about this rocket ride? Looks like a falling knife till they find support. Rocket ride back in the other direction. Your average is 27 and change. Look what happened. $5 run up to 32. You never know which ones are going to give you the rocket ride. So here's an interesting situation over in Camp IWM. Technically, nothing's changed from what we've been talking about. Until they get above here, nothing doing. That stays true. They have the similar type of candle we saw in the S&P today, but what did we see? Look up here if you can see this. It was up two-tenths of 1% today, the IWM. That's not relative strength. The SPY was up seven-tenths of 1%. So there's actually relative weakness with the IWM. The IWM should be a leading indicator in either direction. You had relative weakness. You had a divergence from the rally that you had in the SPY. Non-confirming. Doesn't mean prices won't continue higher. We're just not getting confirmation from my favorite market leading indicator. Those are two different things. If we were, I would be more bullish, but we're not. Of note, puzzle piece, on the table. You did, however, get a complimentary move from the Q people today. They spiked down below the 200 period moving average, had a nice reversal, finished near the highs, on par in terms of an up day with the S&P. So you just take it for what it is at face value. Walks like a duck, talks like a duck. It's a bullish day. That's the duck. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Now, this is interesting. We talked about this one the other day. And this was making a bearish pattern until it isn't. How isn't it making a bearish pattern, you might ask? If they get above the high of this breakdown candle, 15.018 and change. Where did they close today? Above that number, 15,040. They ran into the 20-period moving average, were rejected, but chose. It's a choice. No accidents nor coincidences. They chose to close above the breakdown candle high. That's in the bull camp. That's a puzzle piece on the table in the bull camp, the bull side of the ledger with my second favorite market leading indicator, but a number one, and you guessed it, canary in the coal mine.
Write that down, put it on a sticky note. Financials, finished with a down day, almost half a percent, but look at the candle. The volume wasn't tremendous, it was on par with average volume, but look at the candle. Even though it's in the middle of a range, so we're not gonna take it as a reversal tail, all that stuff, they did put in somewhat of a tail, somewhat of a pseudo doji, what's that? You have to take the course, lazy e-mini trader to hear what that is and have an understanding of what that is. Not in the greatest place in the world, below the 50 period moving average, still somewhat bearish. However, recapture the 50 period moving average on the daily chart and that will be a bullish signal. Recapture the 100 period moving average on the weekly chart, that will be a bullish signal. Sandwiched in between these two moving averages and technically there's just eating time off the clock underneath the 100 period moving average but above the 20. Nothing to do with the weekly chart until we break one to the downside or the other to the upside. Smash Mouth will start on the weekly since we were just there. Guess what? Eating time off the clock. Remember, they tested, this is a weekly chart, tested a weekly candle, breakup candle low, and they did not go below. It held. It was defended. The bulls played defense down there. It's all about the 100 period moving average. Get above, it's bullish, stay below, and they're just eating time off the clock below the low of the breakup candle, 232.19, and that changes things. But until that, nothing doing. It's bullish until it's not. Daily chart, somewhat of a bearish wedgish thing, notwithstanding today's candle. You have a move down, you got a bearish wedgish thing underneath the 20 period moving average. Till you get above that 20 period moving average, it is bearish, notwithstanding the nice candle today, but it wasn't accompanied by volume. You look down at the bottom and you say, wasn't a spike in volume like this or like these up here or down here. It's not the same. It's not institutional participation with conviction. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.